Are you a technician who wants to set yourself apart? Then the Trusted Technician Podcast is for you. I'm Derek Hofrichter, coach and trainer at SBE. And on this podcast, we will have experienced HVAC coaches and trainers, as well as top performing technicians, all sharing their tips and strategies to help you be more successful. Hey everybody, this is Coach Derek. The ideas and the strategies that you hear on this podcast come from training and coaching. If you would like access to this coaching, the stuff that you hear these technicians share on this podcast that's made them super successful, we want to coach and train you. To learn more, visit sbeodyssey.com. Welcome to another episode of the Trusted Technician Podcast. This is SBE Coach Derek, and today our special guest is a technician with Kale, Joe. Joe, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for joining us. So, Joe, I'm really looking forward to your perspective because you've got a lot of experience. So to get us started, how did you get into HVAC and being a technician? Well, it's a family business, so I kind of got born into it. And when I got out of high school, I didn't want nothing to do with this. So I moved away. I came back and I've been here 34 years and loved every minute of it. She still... Still enjoy, 34 years later, still enjoy uh, running calls and being a tech? Yep. Yep. What do you love most about I like to go with people. Okay. It's the people part that you love the most? Yes. So, Joe, part of why we're talking is, you know, we have our SB rankings and you always do really well. You always do over a million in revenue. What do you think makes you such a good technician? I get along with people. People trust me. We've had the same customer base we've had for forever. So I know most of these people by me, I know their family. I mean, it's just, it's just a family oriented thing for us. So they trust what it does. Yeah. So I, I know you just in the industry, I, I feel like, you know, it's hard uh, for technicians to just naturally be trusted, right? There's kind of an industry yes. idea. So what do you think it is that maybe makes it hard for a lot of technicians to be trusted in the house? When they're young, they're still fidgety and they're not sure of themselves. And people pick up on that. So you just got to, even if you're wrong, you're, you got to go with your gut. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. As long as you don't hesitate and you just tell them, I found it's the best way. Yeah. So let's, obviously you've got a lot of customers that you've taken care of for a long time and they love you. You're almost part of their family maybe at this point. But let's say you were to get, you know, a call and it's a new customer. What's going to be your strategy to know, okay, they don't know me yet, so they don't trust me yet. I need to build that. What type of strategies do you have that go into building trust with somebody? First off, I'm always honest about it. So I meet them, tell them my name, we get talked, and then I listen to what they tell me, what's going on. And then I bring them out to show them what the actual problem is. And it just it usually goes pretty good for them. As long as I keep them very much involved. Instead okay. Of, Are you letting them kind of up front? Like when you get there, maybe they've had techs out before. Maybe they might not know, like, how does this go? Right. Or, or what the expectation well, I, is. I, like, I was at one today that new customer for us, they've had three techs out there in the last week. And we're out today. It went very well. We just like, explained everything, what we we're going to do. I got him involved. He followed me around. I showed him everything. It just went nice and smooth. We got a system out of the deal. Nice. 
<laughs> that's a good, yeah, good outcome. And our training, we call that setting an agenda, right? Of kind of upfront before getting to work, trying to take out surprises and letting the homeowner know, you know, you're welcome to be involved. I'd love it if you want to be involved. What does that kind of sound like for you when you say, I let them know, what all are you letting them know? Well, when I first get there, I let them know where I'm going to start to make sure it's okay with them. I usually start a thermostat and then I go downstairs and I start there, get that, I'll take care of it and go outside. So mostly younger people follow you in the thirties. They follow because they want to learn. A lot of them want to learn. So I let them follow and I show them what I'm doing step by step and Usually turns out very well for me. Yeah. Are you asking them questions? Like what, oh, what type of info are you trying to get from them? I asked them all kinds of questions. When it acted up last, what it's been doing, how long you plan on staying in the house. Just kept curious. You know, just making conversation at first. And they usually start opening it up and telling me, you know, what's been going on, how long it's been going on. It just goes from there. You, you mentioned the word. You're curious. And I love that word. I love the idea of being curious. And I feel like when I'm talking to a lot of technicians, they get like stuck, you know, where it's like, well, I asked this question and then I asked this question. I, d I don't know where to go after that. And I always ask like, well, aren't you curious? So are, do you feel like you're a naturally curious person just in general, or is that I, something I, you learned? I am. I'm always curious how, how everything is. So. I, I like to try to figure things out. I, I just want to know what their actual problem was when they first started, you know, so you get the whole story instead of just bits and pieces of it. Okay. So again, we're talking kind of about like upfront, right? You're letting them know yep. what's going to happen, asking questions, getting little bits of the story so that what, what's then like, so then you transition to kind of doing your diagnostic, taking a look, and now you can see, oh, this, I get maybe why they're telling me. They're yep. experiencing this and I see it here. Is that, is that how you're yes. connecting things together? Yes, it is. So homeowners don't understand typically HVAC or terminology. How do you bridge that gap when you, for them? You know, to dumb it down, to dumb it down to layman's so they understand what I'm talking about. I don't go, this voltage is here. I see this is where the voltage should be and it's not. So this is where it stops. So I really get them involved as much as possible. And, you know, it's done me good for 34 years and I, I hate to change it because. Well, I don't, I don't think building trust, you know, and being curious is going to go out of fashion or anything. Uh, no. Yeah. If, if anything though, it's, it's probably like setting you up better and better because I think those things are getting rarer and rarer. And it is the other. Yeah. So that's, that's a good advantage. Could you give me an example of like, you know, let's say you find like a, a capacitor out of tolerance or dirty coils or you know, motors, amping, like, how do you, how do you put that into somebody's terminology where that's obviously a very mechanical well, thing that you're finding? A dirty coil is like trying to push your hand through a piece of cardboard. <laughs> People understand that. Just little things like that. They understand. They might not understand why the coil is dirty, but they understand the principle that coils are dirty. We're not getting there. Just like putting a piece of cardboard into a fan. You're not getting air through it. You know, people understand that. Yeah. So then, okay, they understand air's not going through here. Yeah. Then, then they need to understand what that does to their system. No. Okay. And you tell them what it's doing to your system. It checks, checks your efficiency. It affects your capacity. 
it affects your motor, it affects your compressor, it affects everything. So that's that's how I do it. I mean, right or wrong, it's no, that's really good. I think on the coaching and training side, you know, I'm trying to always encourage technicians to be involved like that, right? Of of finding yeah. ways like the visual you gave me of air through cart, like I meet that immediately was very impactful for me versus I, I feel like a lot of technicians try to give like a very handbook answer. Yeah, and you do that and customers look at you with a blank face like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So you know, it's just little things you learn over time that make sense. It'll make sense to them. Yeah. With doing this for, you know, so long for uh, 34 years, is there anything that you find is way different than maybe 15, 20 years ago? Is it easier? Is it harder? What have you sort of learned by seeing this industry for that long? This industry is becoming really a lot easier with all electronics because before you had no idiot lights and you had to actually figure out where your power was. And now you got lights and numbers that tell you where it's at. So it's, it's so much easier. I'm pretty old school. So programming or setting up Wi-Fi thermostats, it takes me a minute, but the other stuff, it just comes natural. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. What about the people? What about the homeowner themselves? Do you think people are easier to interact with and they're have a conversation smarter. or is that harder? They're smarter. Well, they're a whole lot smarter than I used to be. So they're pretty informed yeah. of what's going on. But most of them get on the internet and Google what's going on before you get called out there. So they give you their take on what they think it is. And they're much smarter than I used to be. Okay. So then that makes it, the conversation's a little more difficult because now you got to talk them out of that or. You just got, you got to show them. I mean, you got to keep them involved and show them what you're doing and why you're doing it. And then they'll finally come around to you, but they want you to start at a certain place most of the time because they think this is what it is. And you just, sometimes you have to appease them and then go in the back way and go back to where you usually start and show them that what they thought was wrong, what wasn't what's really wrong. Yeah. Uh, every, every install and every service is different. Every service call is different. It's every person thinks different. That's true. So that, that's interesting, right? That maybe the, the technology is making your job easier, but the people because of technology are getting a little more complicated. Yes, they are. Yeah. That, that is interesting. I think I've heard that referred to as like the Amazon effect where now everyone knows the price and right of everything. Yes. Uh, before. That's, that's good. So one thing I'm curious about your perspective on, since you've been through the industry for a number of years is right now, most HVAC companies are really struggling to find technicians. And there's kind of like a big gap where I I think I heard recently that the whole HVAC industry is missing like a hundred thousand technicians, like to fill all the possible bots. What do you think from your perspective is making technicians either leave the industry or not enter it. Technicians are leaving the, in the industry. A lot of it's because they can go elsewhere, like to a facility, like to a hospital or, and do the same thing and work a seven to five or eight to five job, go home and not worry about it. That's why, at least it's around here. You got a lot of people doing that. And a lot of the kids want to do all computerized stuff. This, this industry is, is becoming more computerized. So we got three young kids now that really have 
we picked up and taught. They're actually doing very well. So what does a company need to do to keep a technician happy and passionate and for 40 years? Like what do companies need to be to doing to make it a more attractive job and keep that longevity? We changed the way we do our own calling it now. So we're not on a call one day a week or one day every two weeks. And, you know, the people are all about me now. So, you know, they look at me and they say, they want, they don't want to be on a call for a full week at a time. One day at a time, one day a week or one day a week, it can handle. And that's really changed the attitude to our service guys. Okay. So just trying to add more. Yeah. Work-life balance, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. And it used to be that way. You used to work. And when you got home, you got home. But now we're trying to make it more family-oriented. It's really brought some young people to us and helped. That's, that's a good point of just because it was one way at one point doesn't mean it can't be a different way at a, at a different point to appeal to a different type of person. You got, you got to change with the people. If that's what they want, then that's what you have to do to, to keep on. So we're pretty lucky here. We very rarely lose anybody. We've had a guy, been six years since we had a guy quit. Wow. <laughs> um, we're, we're pretty lucky we got a good crew. That's amazing. I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say anything close to that as far as retention. So that's really good. Any, anyone else been there close to 34 years? The only other guy that was here about the same with me, he retired last year. So then there's one after that team. Okay. That's still pretty good. That's still a long time in this industry so, where with a lot of techs. Well, we're going to foreign sellers for 15 years and two service guys to do 10 and so that, that speaks so well, definitely well to your company. So we're going to start wrapping this up here, Joe, but one last thought or question I was curious about from you is again, since you've had such a long career, great career for any technicians who are listening to this, who are maybe on the younger side of their career, just getting into it. What type of advice would you have for them, you know, about being a technician, a, a whole lifelong career? It's the best life I've ever had. How's that? I was a welder before I moved away and became a crane operator welder. Then I moved back and, and this, and I love working with people. I love getting people satisfied and making them happy. That's, I could care less about them. I'm more worried about keeping people happy. Money comes in time. That's, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I need Christmas friends. I bet probably bringing them people a year. Probably. So it's all about the, the people for me. You can make it that way. You never work a day in your life. You enjoy everything you do. That's me. I don't consider this work. I mean, this is a very much enjoyment. I know it's time for me to retire, but I'm having trouble because I don't want to give that up. Wow. That's really inspiring. That's really great to, to hear. Thanks for sharing that. Joe, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Trusted Technician Podcast. If you would like to learn more about SBE, you can find us online at sbeodyssey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.